Welcome to Singled Out, the ninth best Guild Ball podcast. Please stand by. to episode 71. In this episode, Andrew and Jason talk to, you guessed it, Jamie Perkins about veteran calculus and veteran cinder. Today's listener is Marshall Ham. Thank you for your continued Patreon support. Hello, welcome to Good Out. Um, I'm not sure what episode this is anymore or what time we're recording it. Anything else? Hello, Jason, how are you? Very good. Very relieved that this time travel odyssey has finally come to an end. We're finally going to escape the time loop. Um, weeks of we are. And other space our present words. selves can do an introduction for our past selves that we're recording for our future selves. And we were discussing off a minute ago how basically we aren't sure whether our opinions have changed or not of these two characters because we can't remember what we we originally said about them. Um, uh, well, yeah, I, th- I felt the same applied to Spigot and Fangteeth as well. My opinions of them changed a little bit after we'd recorded, but you know that is the trouble with time travel. Have you seen any any interesting sort of Spigot or Fangteeth plays since our recording? Have you used them at all? Uh, them a go or? Yeah, I've used them a bit. I think Fangteeth, I, I think he's rock solid in Union. I think he'll be in a lot of tens. I think I've spoken to a couple of people who think that Spigot shouldn't be anywhere near Rage, but I'm not so convinced on that myself. But it's all opinions, so. And today we're talking about um, veteran Cinder and veteran yeah. Calculus. Yeah, rock and roll. So the reaction to Calculus last week was a bit lukewarm, I felt. Although I think it looks pretty solid, uh, at least to me, being a long actress player. I felt like the reaction was pretty much what I was expecting it to be, if I'm completely honest. Well, I, I guess we assume that Alchemist is going to get a big change in season four anyway, aren't we? So I guess we're unsure until they yeah. get a complete redo. But I, uh, yeah, I just felt that people wouldn't be that excited about her. I think... That, like we say, until we see season four, she might fit in a lot better with how they play then. But currently, uh, no, she, she, I think she's okay, but not as impactful as other models that were released. And veteran Cinder, I think she's going to be interesting. Yes, I was talking to Rich about her, like briefly, um, and he was saying he, um, he's not, still not that excited. I don't think. 
Hmm, okay. Um, well, we'll see. That, I, I mean, take, take that for what it will, because yeah. I was a bit busy at the time. So uh, if I've misquoted him, then I apologise. But I didn't think he seemed. I, well, maybe like just the blacksmiths in general. I don't think he seemed particularly excited about them still. I don't know. When she first charges in with um, instruction on her or something like it, and she spins around and sets everyone on fire and debuffs everyone's armour and hurts everyone at once. That's going to be a thing. And then she just dies. Well, there is that. <laughs> she's, she's it's like, not a perfect plan, but you know. <laughs> she's like a fireball. She goes in, she does stuff, and then she dies. Well, obviously, I assume you time it out, time it to make sure she doesn't do that and get killed, but you know. <laughs> I think I think she looks cool. I really she like her, but then I haven't really never like played Blacksmiths. Um... Yeah, I want to give them a try at some point, but I guess I want to give a lot of guilds a try. Um, Do you? What other ones do you want to try? Well, just Masons, of course, but I want to see how Season 4 pans out. Uh, I ch- <laughs> change again. Like, um, In some ways, I might go back to, sca- back to Scalpel. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, interesting. But until we get the changes, it's hard to say, but obviously I'm Masons until then. Um, do we have any plugs to do before we go back in time? Uh, no, I think Rich's tournament sold out, which is pretty epic. Uh we have, of course, our tournament to plug. Mm, is that not sold out? It's got two places left, I believe. Oh, so hashtag are, awkward. Right, right, so hashtag Rich, awkward. Puts, Rich puts on his first tournament and it sells out in less than a day and we're still scrabbling around trying to get two scrubs. Well, our tournament was the week after the Nationals, so is the timing isn't great. Uh, um, so, so that's your fault. Well, yeah, obviously it is. Um, it's weekends, <laughs> free, weekends free, isn't it, really? Um, so come to our yeah. tournament. Um, on the plus side, Jason won't be there. Uh, the um, be, tournament um, it's going to be on the 28th of July yes it is the which is this month winning tournament championship come along yeah. you treat the British Nationals as a sort of way to practice for the real tournament which yeah. is the week after because it's going to be ours yeah. um, find the link um, on the events page of our Facebook page which I assume you know because you've found us today also we still have some cottage and dice left to, to, to sell um, and our Patreon of course Jason, why should they become Patreon people? Because we'd like them to. Exactly. Because we'd like you to. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'd be really nice. Because <laughs> it would make us smile. Uh, it makes me feel warm full of, inside. It's full of content, which is at least as good as this. Maybe even slightly better, if that's possible. Um, and you can come along. A lot of features less you and more other people. I didn't get a word of that. That was good quality audio there. I'm going to leave that in. So, yeah, yeah, fine. Well, no, leave it as it is. I okay. think the point's been made. So, <laughs> point's been made. So, join our Patreon, and you too can hear Jason sound like the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. On that bombshell, we will bring on season four. I need the energy. I need the energy of season Go four. Back in time. Hello there, Beard here. When I'm not wasting my time editing videos together that takes far too long for far too little pay, i.e. nothing, I enjoy patroning Singled Out. Why? Because I haven't heard Jason talk enough, and this simple opportunity allows me to at least double the amount of time I spend listening to Jason. And who wouldn't enjoy that? So, for a simple £5 a month, or is it dollars, who knows how Patreon works, you too can hear more of Jason Mountain, and a tiny bit more of Andrew. Hello, welcome back for a third episode in a row. Six weeks of epic recording. Back in the time machine we go. Back in the time machine we go. Um, <laughs> I've had to shave twice since the last episode. So how have you been the past, past week, um, Jamie? 
good. It's been very, it's been very quick. It's very quick. I must be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Today I completed it. Another two models. Um, last week, uh, Metal Calculus released um, to the uh, fury of the internet. I assume Tamplin went mental over it online. I assume there was posts about it on Facebook. At least one or two memes. At least one or two memes, yeah. Um, maybe even something in the dungeon. Um, yeah, maybe someone declared it as being the end of Guild Wars, you know it. Do you reckon um, Tamplin might be one of the signifiers of the end of the world? Like, if, if, if yeah. like, oh, when hell freezes over, when Tamplin doesn't lose his mind over the next new model. <laughs> that, that's what genuinely, like, the thing is, though, he, um, he'll throw you a curveball every now and again. Like, when, I think it was when Natagi came out, because I was waiting for, like, there to be a complete functional meltdown about the range tooled up in Hunters. Um, yeah. But I forgot he played Hunters, and so it was well received. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But that means <laughs> that the, the more the more models you release, you're actually holding the end of the world. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> you're bringing the, the apocalypse upon us. It's oh, on no. you, Perkins. I didn't think about that. That's that's bad. I, and in all honesty, obviously, we love we love Chris. He's a great person. Uh, he's a very entertaining person to talk to. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Vet Calculus um, is a model that plays Guild Ball, and this model plays um, for the Alchemist Guild still. Um, fact. Yes, you do. That. Thank you. See you, t- see you later. Um, <laughs> Wrapped up. Um, as far as I'm aware, it is the first ringer, isn't it, for alchemists? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, not that it makes a huge bit of difference, but that's a little bit, a bit of trivia for you. Um, so, <laughs> um, so she's quite different to um, Calculus of old, isn't she? Yes, she is. Um, I'm going to start off with the explanation here about as I as I have done a little bit with the other with the other um, faithful we discussed, which is the, the sort of the background. Um, inspiration for this model a little bit which is calculus has, has been having to do some reassessment of her life because she's been trying to um use her, her close relationship with smoke to to build her position in the team i think she that she was the vice captain under smoke for quite a while um and that and i can't remember the exact reason but i know that that relationship has uh, fallen down for whatever reason and that calculus has had to reassess her position in the alchemist team i don't even know if she's the vice captain anymore actually uh, so she's had to determine what she wants to do she's had questions of whether she should stay at all or, or whether she should just try and actually just double down and, and things she's actually decided that she's going to be very supportive of her team and try to um refocus herself on pushing the alchemist skill forward in a, in a genuinely honest way rather than trying to vie for personal power as she was doing previously um so she this is this is she's kind of taken the appearance of a, of a bit of a of, of an alchemist support player um in some in some ways but on top of that she's also another goal scorer because when we look at the alchemist skilled they don't actually have many purebred goal scorers there's a lot of of, of different kinds of utility models in there you've got obviously calcus mercury if we're talking about when you play with smoke quite a lot uh vitriol is kind of one of the pure break goal scorers and midas himself as well as well as kind of smoke but outside of smoke and midas you don't have a huge amount of potential for pure red goal scoring uh, when you're not considering union choices um so we knew that we would like to bring another one that was that, that another good option for them that was that was within guild um and not a captain so that's other form of veteran calculus she's in terms of visual inspirations I'm quite a big fan of the kids' film Big Hero Six, <clears throat> um, and there is a character in that movie that that um, her superpower, if you will, her, uses her intelligence to create the, these um, sort of glass beaker grenades of different concoctions. She throws them at people, and sometimes it's it's uh, she like create ice patches on the floor for people to slip on, or sticky patches that people get stuck in and stuff. And that was kind of a bit of a visual inspiration for. Them. Bertrand Calculus and that she's got these different glass grenades that she throws around for various effects. Um, and sometimes she will drop these on the floor around her uh, as she's doing things because she's 
got so many of them she can't keep hold of them which is also represented in her rules as well um so so yeah what, what do you guys what do you guys make of her yeah i love that film it's a good film isn't it yeah it's great <laughs> brilliant <laughs> my daughter does it fine sure. so uh well, oh, well, straight well, up I'm, I'm going on okay I'm fine i'm gonna say here straight up her um so she's gained a point attack uh she i can't remember if she's lost a point of kick but gained two inches or was she no, four, six, she, was, three, she was she was three six four it was, it was Mercury four, six. Four, six. Okay, right, fine. Defensive stats are the same. Lost a point of health, it looks like. She was 15, no 14. Yeah. Uh, playbook is a lot of mobility in there. A lot of, like, manoeuvring around. She's got lots uh, of... She's mom doesn't want hit, which is new. Uh, yeah, and then a non-momentous two on three. And a <laughs> tackle dodge on five. Um, her character play is interesting. Sticky bombs. Um... Range six, so not the longest range, uh, but it's minus two, minus two moves. So it's kind of like part of blind. So that's kind of a bit of a link to her previous character, I'm guessing. Um, but not with the, the kick or attack debuff. And it's an AOE as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a point that should be mentioned. Um, cost two. Uh, and then she's gained, she's gained a trait but lost a trait. So she's lost, is it? Poisonous fumes, it was called. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Uh, the aura one. But now, when she makes a kick, enemy models in four inches, which is not a small area. Is it enemy models? Or Yeah. So they yeah. gain poison as well. So that's spreading conditions in a different way. She's lost Noxious Blast. Yep. Um, she also has yeah. a Mentacle, which is pretty rare for alchemists. Is it? Yeah, there weren't many of them around. Present Mercury and. Mercury's got a technical one here, it's not Mentus. Uh, uh, Raiden's okay. got one and two hits, sure. but I don't think they're anything oh, yeah, more than that. Yeah. And then she's got extraction as a third trait, hasn't she, there? Uh, um, yeah, that's... Uh, sorry, second, not third. Yeah, um, so, so I think about the tackles. Uh, yeah, which is a... Where'd they go with a clause? Yeah, so basically extraction is she can make a... Fo- she can remove the poison condition. Oh, no, it's not poison condition. She can remove any condition, sorry, from a model within four inches of her, which can be friend or foe. It's just mm. other model. Um, and if she removes the po- uh, moves a condition from someone, then she can make a four-inch dodge. I keep saying poison condition because I think that's what it originally was, and we just decided to make it all conditions. Um, yeah. So what if you look at... Well, that gives her a huge burst of speed for a start, for a start because... Yeah. She's got an eight-inch, an eight-inch sprint, and then an eight-inch kick. She's got a nice twenty-inch golf right there without playbook dodges. Um, very, very nice. Inch, yeah. Uh, twenty. Tw- tw- yeah. Oh, yeah, twenty. Twenty. Uh, twenty without playbook dodges. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that is very interesting, if you look at veteran calculus as a whole, is if you look at her abilities. Um, and just try and think about that. I think this is something you pointed out off air, which is why I said I wanted to have this conversation whilst it was recorded because I think it's. Mm interesting one to have is that how different these abilities are to a lot of the current alchemists and they are they are mm. massively different in fact um and you can read into it as you like actually about different putting bits and pieces of the puzzle together and that all of these models were designed and developed and play tested alongside season four changes so right. i think i think it's fair to say that veteran calculus is a good example of the kind of things that you might expect to see from the alchemist when we come to season four so, so it's not out of the question to to, to think to read between the lines that maybe the alchemists are going to be one of the guilds that get quite a bit of a look at well i think it's fair to say that every guild has had we've had a look at every guild right when it's, right, it's kind of the okay. same as when we 
when we did season two to season three changeover and that we had a bit of a look at everybody and we made changes where they needed to be made, blah, blah, blah. And we analyzed every single model again. And we're doing that again for season four. Um, and the alchemists are no different to that. So we, we, they, they've had the same look at them as everyone else has had. And they're, they're, no, there are a couple of changes that we're, that, that we're going to be making to, to, um, I think most, or if not every guild is going to have some degree of change, whether big or small. Um, a lot of them are just a lot of them are just small tweaks here and there. But I'll draw back to my original point in that you can. It's an interesting one for people to draw in terms of speculative points between where veteran calculus has come from and where everyone thinks the alchemists might go. I was going to ask, are you because of obviously extraction of character? Are you trying to get them more interactive with conditions? That's certainly true on veteran calculus, yeah. Um, so that that kind of ability is is trying to get the alchemists to play at a slightly closer range, I guess, than mm. they would have done previously. Because um, what you tend to have, with, particularly particularly with smoke alchemists at the moment, you've got this tendency to to almost want to play at a distance and not engage with the opponent, and that's not particularly fun to play with. As I mentioned before, when we talk about shots. Right, um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's only Maria <clears throat> who plays it differently. Right, so oh, I know. it's uh, this is this is a, a, an interesting way to look at perhaps encouraging the alchemists to want to play at a slightly closer range because if you give them abilities like this, where they can remove conditions as a paying a cost, mm-hmm. um, and if you can get them to do, do that off enemy models as well as friendly models, then you've got an interesting reason for them to want to play at a closer range to, to the opponents, and then you start getting some really interesting things happening. It's also a really nice way just to clear, say, knockdown or disease or snare some of the more harmful conditions that um your team yeah, might suffer absolutely yeah so it's, it's something that is that is both useful for the benefit that you're going to get as well as the removal of the condition itself yeah from a, if it's from a friendly model yeah i like that i think uh yeah i mean she's not got the greatest counterattack, so she may once she gets locked down she may struggle to survive for long but maybe sticky bomb will help that a little bit i mean minus two minus two move they're probably still in range anyway but if she throws mm-hmm. it and then runs away Mm. Well, you've got, you've got different options to do. You could you could perhaps um, pass the ball, do some spillage, mm. use a sticky bomb, and then use extraction to get out of there. So it's not a, a um, ongoing effect, is it? Uh, sticky bomb? No, it's is. What do you mean? It's in terms it's, of so it's not like um, say a burning AOE or poison where if you went through it. Oh, sorry. Yes. Place. Yes. No, the AOE does not stay on the ground. Um, right, you okay. Place the sticky bomb. They suffer the minus two minus to move, and then it it goes away. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was getting a little confused by the sustain, but I guess the sustain is in relevance to the uh, minus two, minus two. Correct. Right, fine. That makes sense. Good. Yeah. Um, she she looks interesting. Um, looking forward to seeing if that heralds any great changes for the rest of the guild. But she certainly yeah, likes to much. Because they don't play a lot, and then they won't play very much, and then they kind of been a guild that's kind of appeared a lot, and then vanished again, and then appeared a lot, and vanished again. Well, they won two vengeances in a row, and then were like the lowest um, represented guild, weren't they, at this year's? Mm-hmm. I think they were, they, they were certainly right down there. There was only six alchemists, I think. Yeah, you get various you get various ebbs and flows in the very in you the do. guilds. I mean, just to, to to jump off for a second, and I'm not trying to get defensive about this at all. It's just overall, I think it's fair to say that we're quite happy uh, here at HQ with the with the guild spread that we get from event to event. Mm. I mean, obviously, you you do get small spikes here and there. Um, the guild representation seems to be overall quite good. I mean, I think we were only looking at um, I think we were only looking at, at, at at guild popularity um in the last six months or so and i think there's i think like the most popular most played guild in terms of events was like fisherman with about 1300 ish games and then we had a look at alchemists and alchemists were the lowest number of played games but they were still at 800 games like that's not there's still quite a lot of mm. games playing in the last six months like it's a 
Um, I, do, that, I, yeah. I was going to say, I find guild representation very interesting. I think we see a lot more variants in the UK probably than maybe in other countries because we have such a intense tournament schedule and because geographically we're quite small. So people, I think, in the UK have a tendency to mix up what they play a lot more because it's not like it's the only guild that we're going to get to play. Sorry, it's not the only tournament we're going to get to play for like two months or whatever so maybe uh, yeah you're possibly right i mean it's definitely got something to do with the fact that we we benefit quite a lot from being a small island right with mm. a lot of players um so we all got to play each other quite quite plays against each other quite a lot so you get quite a lot of guild changing happening and just people generally playing more tournaments there's more opportunity to play in a quite quite a close distance it's one of the benefits of being in the uk i guess uh playing guild ball certainly um, going on yeah. your guild spike i find that quite interesting because I, I i never get the time to actually do it but i quite like to talk to people more at tournaments and find out like why at certain events just randomly sometimes it, 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 it maybe it's just as simple as that you'll turn up to say a, a 16 man event and there'll be like five union players and you'll go to another one the next week yeah there's, there's it, so it, many it different is. factors to take into account i mean it's this you've got you've got the people you've got the diehards that will only ever play one guild at a time uh, you've got people that love to change here and there you also got, have these people that have been playing you've also got these people that have been playing a guild for a long time and that just ran only decide to go you know what trial by fire i'm gonna try something new uh and it's and it, it you end up getting these really weird coincidences we get these massive spikes sometimes and then uh but yeah it's, at least it's what the thing that's nice about it is that that those spikes don't tend to be consistent they tend to be different no. event to event um if it was consistent that would appear to be a problem but yeah uh, but it's not um i think, so. I think outside of fish and union who always seem to have a pretty strong representation Everything else, I mean, and it could easily mm. be just linked to uh, release schedules. I mean, it would probably be no great surprise to see like hunters have gone up in recent months because of uh, vet minks and the um, imminent release of um, falconers. So they will so suddenly people are going to start playing them again. I'm sure morticians yeah. probably got a spike just before the rat catchers, and rat catchers have been very popular since they've come out. I think yeah. uh, that's also the strength of the minor guild release boxes isn't it like you can buy it play it ditch it play something else in a quite a short period of time yep yep absolutely i think it's i think that's one of the things that it's just, and we're going to step out really far now to go out to a massive mm. tangent we'll drink we'll, we'll bring ourselves back in very soon but but it's one of the interesting things about guild ball as a game and that it kind of encourages you to do that it's mm. so easy to buy into so many different guilds that and it's so easy to just go you know what instead of trying to change my list and team around i'm just going to try a different guild for a little while and then i might go to a different one and you can you can mix and match and then kind of play different play styles as much or as little as you like really and it's, it's very easy for someone to do that especially with the minor guild boxes as you point out i think that is one of the main ways you get big variants in your game play because each guild still it's getting bigger but each guild still has quite a limited variety of not i don't mean limited in a negative term you know what i mean though the the options that you can have within your list aren't as big as other games because you don't have oh, i don't know take space marines for example as a ranting they've got so many options that it can be built in so many different also, ways also, also other, other war games you can spam options as well yes yeah. that's yeah. what i was thinking yeah. yes there's, there's a couple of different factors that play isn't there there's, there's the zero cost because there's no mm. like points cost at all right. in building in building a kill ball team uh, and that we're playing with entirely unique characters so as you say you can't take characters multiple times um and the fact that uh, and the the fact that we've chosen to build the game um 
in depth uh, rather than or in width rather rather than depth so that yes. there, you don't you don't have these massive depth of rosters of like 20 30 players what we do have is a huge number of different guilds that you can pick from to play from and that we yeah. have intentionally made sure that we have um established design goals for each guild so that they do play differently to each other what that also does is, is as you say and i know you didn't say it in a negative way but it does give you some limited jo- options sometimes but that's yeah. intentional to make sure that when you're experiencing a guild it feels independent from everything else and it feels like its own guild and it's not just a, a it's not you know the brewers and the butchers don't feel like the same guild with a different color they no, feel different no 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 um you know so i yeah. think again it's because you've got that one scenario and you've got the one the one way to play the game and so actually picking up another guild it's not like if you in other games you pick up another faction you've got to write a list that's balanced for six to twelve objectives however many objectives there are in that game in Guildball, you've got Guildball, you've got 12 VP. So it doesn't matter what guild I play, I've got to get 12 VP. So yep. that is the common denominator that I have to achieve however my guild does it. So I don't need to worry about tailoring to a variety of win conditions as such. I can just look at the guild and the, and the cards. And there's, it's not too difficult to go, I like playing football. So most guilds, if not all of them, can play a footballing game. Some better, more or less, but if you like that style of play, you can pick up another guild and at least go onto the table and attempt that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we done with calculus after that tangent into the wilds? Yeah, yeah. I reckon so. Um, and then we, we get to talk about the, uh, the, the faithful model. You know what? My favorite faithful model, um, just the one that made me the most excited, used to be, used to be Fangtooth. It's not Fangtooth, it's actually. Cinder is the one now that makes me the most excited to play with. It's not um, so because there's been some discussions about her artwork. Then again, they were six weeks ago, <laughs> um, but they're not. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. um, so some people were um, talking about her, her fluff and uh, talking about whether her mass has been killed or not and that sort of thing. Um, so we did actually. This came up at um, this came up in the in the vengeance Q and A, and uh, Sharon answered about it as well. Um, and, the, and, the, and I've, I've done a bit of a backstory introduction to the rest of the faithful, so I'll do the same for Veshra Cinder. Uh, so spoilers ahead if you don't want the backstory spoilers, skip ahead for the next few minutes, which is that she effectively walks in on Furnace um, with a sword, with one of his own swords impaled in his chest. He's dead. Um, and she doesn't know who's done it. She knows that someone within her own guild has done it, but she doesn't know who. Um, and this is uh, the thing was, this is a very important moment for Cinder. Not only has she found uh, the master that has taught her everything she knows dead and the master that she's worked with for years, it's also she was on the verge of taking the, the trial to become a master. She was on the verge of creating her own shield and becoming a master. She has the skills to do it, but she's unfortunately been denied the capacity to do so because the master that would take her through that process has been, has been killed. So... She remains as an apprentice. She, she remains as an yeah, yeah. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, she remains as she remains as an apprentice. She's a very angry, distrustful apprentice, and she breaks the mold a little bit for blacksmith in that she isn't directly tied to any master because her master is dead and she hasn't found a new one because she doesn't trust anybody right, right now. But she also doesn't have any options for going anywhere. She knows that her best chance of finding her master's killer is to remain within the blacksmith guild, um, <clears throat> and keep playing with them, and do some digging as much as she can in her spare time to try and find out who it was that did it. So if you notice on her artwork that she's got a sword strapped to her back, that's the sword that she found in Furnace. Um, so she took it out, cleaned it up, she wrapped it in cloth, and she holds it on her back for the moment that she can hopefully use it to, to avenge Furnace at some point in the future. Um, and until then, she uses the skills that she's been taught to continue playing with the team um, and to, 
to to try and do some try and do some investigation basically so she's a very angry person right now and and the way that the way that it manifests itself in a, in a real sense is i i think is very exciting anyway but um interested to know what you guys think of her well, i think before we go too deep into it i was gonna say i uh, these six she feels like the one that's changed the most and then maybe that's explained a little bit by the backstory now that you've just given us i didn't have that information when i looked at a card originally she feels to me the least like uh, other version than the, uh, the models. Um, yeah, absolutely. She, she, she is. A, she is range character who get the ball of easily range, couldn't she? And yeah, she she has undergone a massive amount of change, uh, as yeah. you, as you can tell. You know, she's she's undergone some really big moments in her life recently to bring her to this point. So she has definitely had a montage. <laughs> so Go on. Uh, she has got the same move. She? she was six eight anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So gained a point attack. Inches of kick, gained a point of defence, but that will be offset later by the fact that she's lost unpredictable movement, which again is offset by the fact that she's lost a point of health. So she's slightly harder to hit, but she's got less health. She also doesn't have decoy either. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her playbook's just vicious, though. Now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, calm down. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like I said, I like this model a lot. Yeah. Well, c- coupled with half, giving. Uh, is it instruction? Is that the plus two net hits? Yep. Yeah. So basically, the damage increases on every other column. It's all momentous, and it goes one, two, five, seven. Yep. <laughs> Ouch. But then uh, there's two other sevens in the guild already, isn't there? There are. There's, a, there's two other printed sevens on uh, Iron yeah, yeah. and on Sledge, and there's also mm-hmm. a six that kind of becomes a seven on cast because she's got Burning Passion, so she's attacking a burning target. That's basically a seven. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. and, 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 so on top of that she's got another method of damaging opponents in her single character play which is mm. kind of like the blacksmith version of skewered that's on her and in the hunters she's got impale yeah. so she's got this massive heated spear that she's holding that she can throw at people at range of six it's got a gb trigger on three hits uh, and it's mm-hmm. got a cost of two and it will just do three damage and it doesn't have it doesn't inflict a condition as part of the character play but that will become clearer when we get on to the traits yes which we will jump over to quickly because, like you said, the difference between because it's very similar, isn't it, to uh, skewered as you alluded to, except for obviously it doesn't have snared, and the reason it doesn't have snared is because it inflicts burning and minus one armor from searing strike. Which did she have that previously? I, can't, I don't know them well enough. No, so that's Furnace's trait uh, that he right. grant that he grants to people on his legendary uh, when he's right. the captain. He gives people searing strike and. Um, original sender had a trait called kindled where if she starts her activation near to furnace then she would gain um burning strike where she could set people on fire when damaging them so instead of burning strike she now just has to she's learned from from furnace all she can she's just gained searing strike herself because she's learned how to make these superheated weapons herself now so that whenever she damages an enemy model they suffer minus one armor from the end of the turn and the burning condition which combos really really well with sweeping charge i was going to come on to that one and save the other one to last because the other one yeah, other character trait I think is absolutely fantastic. Not that these two aren't, but the the, the one will come to last is just so versatile. Yeah, sweeping charge as seen as modelled previously by Tater. Yep. So yep. Uh, when this model makes a charge during its activation, in addition to one or more playbook damage results, all models in this model's melee zone suffer three damage, which will also mm. trigger searing, which will also trigger searing strike. So all mm. those models <laughs> suffer burn, the burning condition in minus one armor. Mm. So picture that picture if she's charging. Picture if you're charging into an enemy like instruction 
on her, the target's been knocked down. It might be crowded out a few times. If she can manage to get up to seven hits and she goes, momentous seven, oh, you take sweeping charge as well. That's momentous 10. Uh, <laughs> and everyone around her is taking the three and they're all taking seven strike. Boom. That's mm. really cool. So, well, depends on your perspective, Jamie, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty... Uh... It's pretty savage. Like, well, I guess Searing Strike is less Im- impactful against, say, farmers and probably morticians, but, but against a lot of teams like our masons and uh, and and other blacksmiths, that's going to be pretty grim. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Speaking of grim. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, that was not intended. <laughs> grim vengeance. Yeah. So this is a character trait. Um, which uh, I was going to say, is it similar in its application? No, I was thinking, is it something similar to Chisel? But it's not really. But it's a very nice, flex- flexible uh, character trait. Do you want to do this one, Andrew? Oh, hello. Yes, I can do that. Yeah. Um, Welcome to my podcast. Oh, thank you. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. It's good very to good. be on. Yeah. Um, right. So, Grim Vengeance, once per turn, doing her activation, when she inflicts the taken out model um, condition, she. Sorry, Jason. Sorry, you're not practiced at this, are you? No, no, talking on my podcast. Um, this model may immediately make an attack. Sorry, declare an attack, Jason, sorry. Declare mm-hmm. an attack. Make a kick. Or important. make a two-inch dodge without spending influence. Mm. That's really good. It's pretty tasty. Really yep. good. So that's that's basically when she gets a little bit too much into liking her new role and she's mm. she, she's got some anger issues right now and this is how this manifests when she sort of is taken out an enemy player and um, she's not, she's not quite on the verge of losing control, but she's an angry, angry person, and that can manifest itself in extra attack, kicking the ball away. She's like, get away, or just dodging back and perhaps dodging away from the melee, dodging towards another enemy another enemy model. Imagine if she goes in and does the charge, does the sweeping charge, and cleaves a lot of damage on people, uses that to take somebody out as well. She can then use Grim Vengeance to either attack somebody else within her melee zone straight away, um, or make a two-inch dodge to engage a different model to go and start hitting them. So there's a lot of really cool things you can do with Grand Vengeance. Mm, it's very, so, very nice. So versatile. Yeah, the so versatile. would be powerful with that. It's really good. Yeah. It gives her, it gives her five influence. Yeah, it, it gives does, her a yeah. five influence activation. Potentially. Well, yeah, she, if he, yeah, potentially, but all of those abilities cost at least one influence elsewhere. And the two-inch dodge potentially is two. You can see her a lot, fortunately, of course, like all apprentices, if she charges in and goes, goes mental, she's probably going to be taken out herself. But it'd be a peace trade, won't it? Where she might do like yeah. burning and make everyone on fire and load the armor and stuff. So she's really strong. I, th- I think the thing is you're going to see her around a lot. It's interesting to see because she plays so differently to other Chisel, what the split becomes. Of the, of the sender, you mean? Oh, yeah, sorry. Who did I say Chisel? I've got yeah, Chisel yeah. on the brain. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. She, plays a, she plays a massively different role for certain. Yeah. Um, and. and um, I mean, basically, one of the things that, looking back at the blacksmiths now, because they've been out for a while, one of the things that, I mean, all things in hindsight and all that kind of stuff, whatever, in hindsight, 2020 vision and stuff like that. But looking back at it now, I love the internal balance of the blacksmiths. You see a lot of of different combinations of players. Uh, The one thing that I wish we could have added a little bit, perhaps more shine to, is is their capacity to uh, inflict takeouts, basically. Um, So only only slightly. It's not as if it's awful, um, because they certainly have some, some... very impressive ways to take people out, including with uh, uh, with um, Iron and Sledge, and Cast to a lesser degree as well. So giving that a little bit more polish with Cinder as well is certainly something that I'm happy to do. That's interesting you say that, because the majority of times I've played against them, I think I've largely seen them going for a takeout game. But mm-hmm. Obviously, maybe my experiences are um, 
not the norm. They're, they're slightly different. I know, I've, I've seen it, and certainly at Vengeance, I saw one guy basically park his team around an obstruction, and yeah. I was like, ah, okay, so your team's pretty much all got two armour, yeah. you're all around an obstruction now, and you've got the ball. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was all right. <laughs> it just applied vet rage to the face, and it sort of sorted itself out then. Skills. Well, I'll put Gutter here, I'll put Benediction here, and I'll put Rage here, and then we'll we'll, we'll sort it out in a bit. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, that's interesting that you don't... I mean, you think that the games have been it's, a lot more... It's only, it's only slightly. It, it, I, think, I think it has been, at least... Um, at least in terms of the the experiences that that we've had anyway um is not not greatly it is only a very very slight thing i'm not saying that they're terrible at takeouts they're definitely not it's only a very very slight thing when you when you sort of envision how you want the team's play style to be and then this would only be like the slightest of tweaks it's not going to send it massively the other way uh, not by a long shot i suppose like the blacksmiths must be in my mind at least like the I don't know. It's a horrible analogy to make because everyone said it would be like like the Masons, and that because they've got so much utility, it must be hard to play test them in the sense that you'll have in your mind how you think they'll be played, but because they can do so many different areas of the games game well, they get out into the wild and then they go off in a completely different direction to what you thought. I guess it's it's not as hard as you might make out, but I but okay. I know what you mean. It's not it's it's uh, I. That might seem to be a problem. It's not, I don't think there are any necessarily any better or worse to test to play test than any other guild. It's just um, making sure that you're aware of everything that they can do. That's all. They they can they because of the amount of different things they do. They can they can sometimes be a bit of a wall of information to people that don't really know much about them. But when you mm. spend a little bit of time getting to know them and knowing everything that they can do, it, it becomes a lot easier. Certainly, but yeah, I know what you mean. There's there's quite a lot of different things to get your head around. Um, I was just thinking, like, like for example, like player testing fish is fairly straightforward it's like you just got to make sure that they score well not make sure and i don't mean to i don't want to devalue the playtesting but it's like they've got a very defined role as to me it seems like the blacksmiths have got quite a broad spectrum of things to do so it's, yeah i don't know I, perhaps i'm not articulating my point very well but i mean they, i think they i agree with you that the internal balance i think they on paper look like one of the best internally balanced guilds out there mm, yeah yeah i don't think there's any like say so you see lots of different combinations there's there's not really any obvious options that don't get played as opposed to say i don't know morticians and bone saw for example you just don't mm. see there being a even spread of selection through that guild whereas yep, yep. Blacksmiths, i feel like there is yeah yeah for sure cool so what do you reckon to the uh what do you reckon to the faithful of the whole how do you how would you compare them to what do you, impact you're gonna think do you think they're gonna have on the game say compared to something like the exiles that we did recently um i think fantasy and spigot is hard to quantify because obviously they they're designed for the future and although you obviously future proof them a bit i think they will i think fantasy will impact quite significantly on union um Calculus, I'm not so sure. Because uh, I, I, I think Calculus is going to be pretty good for them because they haven't got much in the way of uh, strike options right now. They um, haven't. I think how utility of condition removal, either on the, your enemy or your own team, to get dodges is pretty pretty good for them. Yeah, but I, my personal view at the moment, and obviously Perkins is on the line as well. But going forwards into, and unless they change in season four, the way Alchemists play at the moment with the smoke gun, like, she doesn't fit into that. And unless there's a change within the guild that they play differently, I don't see that changing because that's in that's the common. I don't think 
my own personal views that she doesn't change. She doesn't bring enough to change the way that that works. Does that make sense? Yep, yep. It's certainly going to be interesting one to watch. Um, yeah. For the for the few months of season three, we have left certainly. I think Cinder will see a lot of time. Uh, I mean, Chisel. What do you think, Andrew? Um, I really like it. I mean, obviously, um, I don't really ever take normal Chisel right now. Um, I assume that no. might change in season four. Who knows? Um, well, Jamie oh. knows. Um, Jamie knows. I don't think. I think it's, she's obviously going to because um, it's not a meaningful choice at the moment, is it? You just take Bet Cinder. I like. Oh, I like I don't know the other way. I can't get it right. Oh God, I don't like this model. I'm just going to play blacksmith. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, Internet, for Jason's behaviour. Um, yeah. I like her because um, I, I do think the Masons teams often pick themselves, um, and I think she's a good choice. Um, if anything else, fast model to reach. Good tackle. That's what I was going to say. She, that's something because Masons generally tend to be a five-eight, don't they? Or um, yeah, certainly... they haven't got much in the way of reach either. Um, no, and not fast reach because yeah, Mallet's slow as far. Really slow. Yeah, um, she has another way of giving out giving out damage buffs in the team and attack buff at the same time. Um, her ability to move around influence is very nice, and also more more um, move of, of, of um, conditions that doesn't require that harmony. What um, I, so like I like about it. that. Um, a trait, and I can't remember what it's called, the one that allows you to make influence. It feels like that's because obviously the Masons are in the kickoff, and I don't know if, well, presumably that'll be repackaged in season four or whatever. But that feels like a nice ability to go into a guild that's in the starter set because it's a kind of if you over allocate as a new player, if you over allocate influence, you're not going to lose it. You can then move it onto another model after you've activated, and that feels like quite a nice. Uh, I don't want to say security blanket, but a nice thing for a new player to be able to use everything. It's, a, it's one of those abilities I don't think you play for, but it's certainly handy to have there. I like it. It fits into the Mason's idea of breaking the yeah. game a little bit, which I prove off as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, as, as James said uh, a few weeks ago, uh, when you went on about the idea of using that Month with the strategy, half. it's very nice. Yeah. Um, you weren't sure about Sakana, were you, Jason? No. I'm not... I'm not convinced at the moment. Like, that's something I was discussing last night. Actually, no, it wasn't last night. It was six and a half weeks ago. Ah. Now. <laughs> All of this time travel. Can you? Because he can only have three influence, right? Yeah. So if you give him three influence and he spends one, can he bag of coins and that bag of coffers, whatever his thing's called, himself? Yeah, sure. Because well, it, it doesn't have it. Doesn't. If it isn't that episode, it said that. Yeah, it, it doesn't have a it does have a timed point on when to use it. Just once per activation, so you, you can do it uh, literally okay. at any point at any point during his activation. Because I wasn't sure time. if a model could be allocated more than its amount through the course of a turn. Yeah, as, um, as long as they don't have more than if, as long as they don't have more than that maximum cap on them at any one time, basically. Right, fine, okay, yeah. So that's that's pretty good. I think I think he's going to be good in. I just think it's difficult getting him in a in a in a in a ten at the moment. I think he's got some. Go on. So gonna... I thought no, no. Gonna... Oh, I was no, going to say. You go for it. We've had two... this conversation already. So. <laughs> yeah. Weeks ago. Weeks ago. <laughs> weeks ago. I, um, I think my one of my children's got older now. Um, yeah, I just think I think regular Sakana brings so much and has his uh, what's his um well the, the ability to get the ball back at range is going to be very good against teams like engineers and that who've got a lot of close control. So I think he'll see. I think you'll see some time play time. But I just don't think currently. I think currently, in my opinion, uh, original Sultana just does so much for the team. 
That's fair enough. So, Jason, which of these models will have the strongest doom cycle about the internet? Ooh. Trying to, trying to. You reckon? people see that three, that that uh, two damage and the six damage, will figure out. Uh, I think they'll then think about putting butchery on a model and tooling him up, and then it's four damage on one hit, five damage on two, um, and uh, yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll really get Templin's knickers in a twist. Because <laughs> I think like Cinder, Cinder's change from original Cinder is huge, but I don't think she does anything. Like I think she's good, so bear with me on this. But I don't think she does anything. Like the six damage or seven damage isn't like well, blacksmiths have already got that. So the, the main, I think the main thing that uh, veteran cinder brings to the blacksmiths is a little bit more versatility in a fighting yes. model. So you yes. have you have a lot of versatility in say iron in that you can push a lot of people around with battering mm. ram and stuff. You don't have as much versatility in sledge. He's mostly just I'm going to hit things real hard and be very consistent about it. Mm. Um, for for cast, she's a bit more dodgy. Um, with the swift strikes and that she's a bit more of a utility sort of she's got damage as well but she's uh, she's a very general use uh, apprentice mm. with, with cinder you've got the um if you use her carefully then you've got a, bit, a lot of versatility in, in grim vengeance basically and yeah uh, you could find some interesting uses for that in the middle of a turn and go oh there's a very opportunistic way for me to use this ability here because there's a model that's nearly dead i can use that to get an extra attack or to get some extra distance at the board for a shot or an extra takeout uh, and then obviously as well sweeping charge so something that not a lot of the apprentices have is that a lot, generally in guild people don't really want to charge when you figured out the math of the game um mm. people prefer to unless you've got furious then people off some other benefit for charging like reduced cost then making a jog and making an attack or making extra attacks it is um generally more efficient than charging in particularly because people have got the option to defensive stance as well yeah um yeah. which can make your charge attack a, a lot less a lot less um effective into mathematically whereas with sweeping charge you have a, a direct reason to want to charge with this model because it gives you a, a heck of an extra a big yeah. boost not only against the target you're attacking directly but against any enemy models that are nearby um well i think it's enemy model any model isn't it so yeah so, so it can it can it friendly models as well but you can yeah. you can aoe you can aoe attack enemy models quite a lot so you've actually got a dedicated reason to want to charge with this model which is, is not something the blacksmiths have a lot of um but, but so yeah i know what you mean in terms of she's just bringing a model that hits very hard that's true but she's bringing some versatility in a damage dealer and then an actual yeah. reason to want to reach out and charge sometimes which they don't have a lot of anyway yeah and i just mean like because andrew's like what's going to break the internet i don't think she brings anything but i think i think she's good and i think she brings good stuff but i think fang tooth i think also fang tooth out of all of them is probably like the model everyone everyone's kind of rooting for Yes. Yeah. Like you had, you had a rookie Fang Tooth. Like, I think like Fang Tooth is just one of those he's, players. He's, he's definitely a fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it's like original rage. But who doesn't like that Daniel Day Lewis kind of? Come on, let's be Avenue uh, yeah. pose and the uh, like Fang Tooth, who was like season one. He was a darling of season one, and he's just disappeared. Mm. And so I think uh, I think he'll be the one that people get the most excited about, even if they don't play him. Yeah, he definitely got me really excited when I saw the new artwork for him. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh that, was, that was a good day in the office, that. But yeah, because uh. you, you can tell um, I judge a release based on what does Perkins change his Twitter thing for. 
because it was. I is think it it's the weather vane of Gilball. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Is it not um, Fang Tooth at the moment? Am I right? It, on is, it? it, it is Fang Tooth at the moment. Yes. yes yeah. Exactly. So that tells me good things on the horizon for Fang Tooth. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. I hadn't thought about that before. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the barometer because before that it was uh, was it Anvil. Okay. Uh, it's, it's been Anvil at some point, and quite often it's the Morticians because they're they're the guild I quite like to play a lot in my own time. Yeah, you won a tournament with them six, seven, eight and a half weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, it was it was, uh, it was a ten player tournament, a complex guild event in Stoke. It was good. It was good fun event that. Yeah. Such old yeah. news now. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, why 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 even bringing this up, Jason? Yeah. So no, have, have we uh, have we had the British Championship now? It's part, currently part. the 12th of July, as we all know. So, uh, so, <laughs> I'm, so, no. so I'm not no, British champion. Because that's in, the uh, okay. in a few weeks' time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not British champion yet. Okay. I yeah. never will be. Yeah. So well, what's, the, what's the title of this episode then? Time machines are complicated. Don't use them. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quantum, quantum leap. Don't do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. What, when, who are you most excited for then, uh, Andrew? Um, well, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, yes, yesterday, no, six weeks ago, I played Masons again for the first time. Um, but obviously, since then, I've played them a lot, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Perkins, are you coming to WTC? I am. I am. Oh, so this is a WTC podcast. Sorry, by the power of default, I've yeah. got a team on. I've got to play some Team UN. Um, and um, I, I asked my 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 head teacher um, for time off, which I thought was never going to happen, and he went, "Yes, all right." I was like, "Oh." Um, I can go to the WTC then. Show us how valued you nice. are. I'm, I'm currently featured. Should I book flights and things? That's really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're sending one team from Steamforge Games. We're sending one team this year. We sent three last year uh, to make sure that to, to kind of make sure that we showed our full support for the event and everything. Like, and, and honestly, that costs quite a lot of money. We can't do that every year. <laughs> um, so it- we're only going to send a single team plus the media crew this year. So we're sending about seven staff over. Um, so and the team, the Steamforge Games team, is going to be myself. It's going to be Bryce. Uh, Johnston, and it's going to be Steve Margaretson. So. Perfect, because that means it's you, the other guy, and the other other guy. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, amazing. Yes, it is. Yeah, because Steve so. got shipped out to uh, Scandinavia what? like nine weeks ago. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He's masking harder and harder, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. It is, yeah. Throwing numbers out there now, like sometime in the past, uh, it'll be like gone. So, yeah, I've been doing Masons again. Like, obviously, Chisel makes me very happy because um, I've always kind of liked the the fluff and the sculpt and stuff. Um, and um, obviously, I think I could fit her into to a team with Honor in very well. Should be fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they all look really good. Oh, I think, um, oh yeah, no, you would yeah. have you would have cleared it up nine and a half weeks ago, ten and a half weeks ago. Can <laughs> Honor benefit from Chisel's character trait? Yes. Which one? The, the uh, assist Chisel. Yes, right. So uh, yeah, we had a we had a conversation about this. I know what you mean. Can she benefit from assist marbles and assist chisel at the same time? Yeah. Uh, and the answer to that is yes, yes, she can because they are, they are differently named abilities. Uh, I didn't. I wondered about that because so... because the, the the basically the in brackets part of the name of the ability counts as it having a slightly different name for the, the purposes as... of for the purposes of benefiting from the same named ability twice. It's kind of the same as Estus's um, yeah, it's exactly Estus's what I was going to so- say. So- songs because they have because yeah. the strength, the speed, the defense have slightly different names, so you can benefit from all three of them. Yeah. So okay. Oh, excellent. Well, you and you guys twelve weeks ago cleared that up nicely. Then. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, um, sure. Thank you for coming on three times in a row, um, Jamie. Um, it's been good. I've really, I've really enjoyed some structure to my to my uh, to my weeks to make sure that I was getting a recording with you on a regular basis. It's been good, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I'll I guess we'll see you at the British Championship. Are you be there? You will. Yes, I'll be there. I'll be making appearances. I'm not going to be there for both days, but I'll be there for one of the days at least. So just making sure no one breaks into the development office. I mean, that is my job most of the time. <laughs> with, us, um, yeah. with the bats. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. is there going to be a second playtest session, uh, season four? So we're... <laughs> this is a difficult one to answer the time machine, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Probably. The, the, inten- the intention, it, it the intention is... The intention is to have a second playtest event, as we said in the blog announcement for the first one. A lot of it is wait and see because it depends very much on how um, the public continue to react to these events. We are quite serious about the fact that they are NDA covered events and that people need mm. to not be talking about them in public. And unfortunately, it's the case that if we <clears throat> if we come back from these events and people are spreading this stuff on social media or in private chat groups or or whatever and we see that then unfortunately we're gonna have to prevent we're gonna have to stop doing these events they we don't want for those one or two people to ruin it for everybody we really want to look we really want to run them we love them they're very fun for us as staff they're very fun for you guys to come and take part in um and we'd love to run them they are very valuable to get some to get some feedback from you guys as well but we need we do need to them to be covered by 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 the nda until we until we deem fit for the information to get out in the the public basically because we need to make sure that we're controlling how that information gets out properly um and if if people can't follow the rules, then then we can't run the events. But I'm hoping that people do, that people continue to have fun, people continue to obey the rules, and then we can continue to run them because they're brilliant. I love them. So you have internet, yeah. don't break it. Yeah, yeah. The the intention is that we will keep running them as long as people don't do anything untoward. So. Oh, season four, choo choo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Really am. Um, so is that coming out? How, what's the gap between SteamCon US and SteamCon UK? Is it two weeks? No, it's more than two weeks. I think I think it's four. I think it's just about four. Yeah, because the, yeah, there's, there's four weeks there. Because there's a, I think there's a show that we're going into in the middle. Uh, so we'll actually have in Germany, so. hands walking into SteamCon UK, won't we? Correct, correct. There'll be yes. Yeah, so it's, it's October the the weekend of the fourteenth ish, whenever that is. Versus the I think it's the eight, the ninth, tenth, and eleventh of November. So I'm pretty sure it's a four week gap. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, can't wait! Can't wait! Super stoked! It's only, it's only. Yeah. Um, um, what do you what, what do you think about us laying down the gauntlet for the people in the world finals? By the way, the fact that we've basically gone. You guys have got four weeks to uh, to learn this. Who's the it's best go? Enough. It's long enough. And I think. Um, yeah. I think having season three at that point is a bit silly. Yeah. It depends on how significant the changes are, doesn't it? So, uh, do I think it's? I think it's good. I think. If it's like three or four weeks, like um, those guys are still going to be the best guys uh, at the tournament. They're, I understand people's concerns that if um, play testers qualify, they may have, well, they won't, they will have advanced knowledge of stuff, but LV, that's life. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be any better at it. Um, I mean, I ultimately, ultimately, a public, like a public inverted commas metagame is very, very difficult, now and impossible to predict uh, in terms yeah. of like edition changes and stuff. So there are two things I love about it. There, the first thing being that when we run, when we ran the World Championship two years ago and it was the crossover weekend from season two to season three and we had to play the World Championship finals in season two when nobody wanted to play season two anymore, it just, it yeah. kind of really took away, it took away, it detracted quite a lot from the event and that people didn't really want to be watching those games. They wanted to be enjoying the new season that we were 
all excited about and playing with at the time. Literally, people were in the ne- in the same room playing yeah. with all the updated stuff, and they were having way more fun probably than yeah. the finalists were, honestly. Uh, you- um, and so, so they get to play with the new fun, exciting stuff that's relevant at the time as well. And yeah. on top of on top of that, like it's it's just um, what's the other thing I was going to say? Oh yeah, that was it. And, and, and the, it's not predictable. It's not predictable at all. Like you could go into World Finals from a couple of years ago and go, "Well, this is the current meta. This is what we expect to see." Like if you take that same World Final final that I'm referencing from years ago, then there were what four or five abilities that turned up, and everyone kind of knew that was going to happen, and it was awful. And hopefully, yeah. we'll never have that situation again because we've learned a lot since then, and we've become a lot better at balancing our game. Blah blah blah. But we add the extra benefit in, in that it is nigh on impossible to predict what play styles guilds captain choices are going to happen because nobody really knows and four weeks is probably not enough time for the inverted commas meta game to settle down so people could bring anything and show us something really exciting and new and win the world championships with and that is just absolute gold to me personally i think also because i'm guessing i'd be very surprised if it isn't it'll be streamed and like you say the problem you had two years ago is like it was all streamed it was all recorded it was all put on the internet and then who cared yeah, because it was yeah. all last season. It's like, oh, uh, Obulus can't do that anymore. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Miss can't do that it, anymore. It, really. it, it publicized the game in a bad and out of date state. Um, yes. like I remember people talking about the fact, oh, Obulus won the world champs. That game's obviously broken. Well, no, the the edition has just changed. Yeah, <laughs> and no, you're looking I, at something that's, oh, you know, you're looking at some, you're looking at videos that are out of date. Then you know, why did we bother doing that in the first place? And yeah, I don't know. It just it. There are a lot of things about that that I looking back at. Think we didn't do very well. That's for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I have a little trivia question for you. How many models? And you, you probably don't know this off the top of your head. But roughly, how many models do you think haven't changed since season one? Obviously, uh, not two models. Not many. There are a couple. I mean, Gast is one that is one that sticks in my mind as a model that has remained more or less unchanged from the beginning. Um, there's well, a couple, rage, but there's, there's rage and Fangtooth. Yeah, what? there's a couple, but there's not many at all. No, um, I was thinking about it yesterday. I think no, I think I think Fangtooth oh, gained this mass. Fangtooth gained got this mass because that didn't oh, no, exist you're right, in season yeah. one. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, Fangtooth isn't one. Uh, o Rage, he's never changed. I don't think. Yeah, Mallet. Yeah, Mallet hasn't changed yeah, at all. Can't be many. Sure. Can there's, there? there's, there's, there's not um, many. Going down any, but there's a couple. There's a couple of absolute yeah, shiny stars yeah. that have been brilliant. Yeah, and obviously, for, we're we're discounting icy sponge changes and general work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glo- globals don't count. Globals. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spigots. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, bigs, I think. Yeah. I think no, actually, there's a small one that happened. Uh, Times called got reduced from a six inch to yes, a four inch size. Yep. Yeah, because I remember I didn't have the, I hadn't realised there was a change in the card, and I was still playing the season two card mm. in season three. I was like, mm. oh no, season one and season two. I was like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was just an interesting little thing that popped into my head. Yeah, for sure. And a half sure. weeks ago. I thought I'd <laughs> this 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 amount of weeks is getting longer every time we say it. Oh, we when we started recording five years ago. Yeah, it's like, a long time. When we were recording in season one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Let's let, okay, let's get Jake going. Um, build new so, toys. Thanks for coming on uh, all this time, and um, I'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. Thank, thank you. See you guys later.